0: Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry. Ideally, all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I'm part way up Rock Canyon, and I can see in front of me the huge... Just walls of granite, or whatever they are, rock, on both sides of me. And the steep trail that leads only one direction, up. Unless you turn around, then it heads down. There's no flat, and it doesn't really turn. It's just straight up, this steep canyon. But it's a beautiful canyon. You feel like you're in a different world as soon as you actually start going up the canyon. The downside is that it's crowded. I'm between classes right now. I taught a class and decided to put a quick hike in before I go back and teach another one. It's the middle of the week, it's the middle of the day, and already I've probably seen 15 people on this trail. Which seeing 15 people over the course of an hour doesn't sound like a lot, I guess. But when you're on a trail, boy, it feels like I'm just in some crazy metropolitan area. But it's April, and one of the beautiful things about April is not just the weather and not just the changing of the seasons, but here in the United States, it's the beginning of baseball season. Baseball is my favorite spectator sport, and my favorite team are the Boston Red Sox. I grew to love the Boston Red Sox when I lived in Boston and was able to go to Fenway Park and watch a number of games there and just to be in the oldest stadium in the Majors and to watch a game in this uncomfortable, weird, cramped little stadium that has some crummy seats that you can barely see in. But So many famous little things about it. Pesky's Pole and the Green Monster It's fun to ride the tea down and to walk and to get there onto Yaki Way and to see the people selling food and tchotchkes and to walk in and have the anticipation just to be in the ballpark, under the lights. It's a good place to be. It's fun to take your family and to sit and enjoy it and to cheer and to holler To keep the kids out too late and to bring them home exhausted that they're falling asleep on the train and by the time they get home you can just lay them in bed. It's good to create a memory. So I've been a Red Sox fan since, well, back in the 90s at least. I've got a son right now that's serving a mission in New York City. He's in the Bronx right now. And I'm deeply concerned that when he gets back that he's going to be a Yankees fan. I've told him to be wary and to be careful and not to let it infect him. But I'm afraid that I might not be able to prevent it. I can prevent him from wearing any Yankees paraphernalia in the house. And that is a firm and solid rule. He will always be welcomed under any circumstances, as will any of my children, and I love them and always will. However, if they are wearing something that has a Yankees logo on it, they can leave it outside, preferably in the garbage can. I'm going to read a poem today by Amy Lowell. Amy Lowell is a great American poet, and she's so interesting. In the 19-teens or 20s, she starts writing poems. Uh, she's writing what she feels like is great art, and is good poetry, and it is. But she reads a poem by H.D., and she signs it at the bottom, H.D. Imagiste. And Amy Lowell recognizes that the poetry that she has been writing shares characteristics with, with what H.D. was doing, and that H.D. had coined her work Imagist, and Amy Lowell recognized that without trying or knowing of it, she was part of a school. She was part of a movement. She jumped pretty hard into this and put together a couple of compilations of imagist poetry, wrote about it, talked about it, tried to define what it was about. This, what I'm about to read, is a fine example of an imagist poem about an excellent subject. The poem is called Fenway Park, Study in Orange and Silver. Through the spring-thickened branches, I see it floating, an ivory dome headed to gold by the dim sun. It hangs against a white misted sky, and the swollen branches open or cover it as they blow in the wet wind. Now, if you are familiar with Fenway Park, you will not recognize that description of Fenway Park. There's no reason why you should. It doesn't seem to describe what I recognize as Fenway Park. After I read the poem, I was confused. I had to do some research. I looked up, was there an actual park or something that was called Fenway Park before the Fenway Park that I know of? But no, Fenway Park is the ballpark. There was no park. There was no green space. There was no nothing before that. Fenway Park is the ballpark. It was built in 1911 or 1912. This poem is from 1915. There was no dome over the ballpark. No stadium had a dome over it in 1915. It was not ivory-colored. So what exactly is she talking about? How could she describe something as having a dome and ivory colored that has never had that? It it doesn't seem to make sense for an images poem. Why don't the images describe the thing in the title? But what she's describing is not the thing, but the feeling of the thing. At least that's what I'm getting out of it. That approaching it, there is a strong sense of the spring in this. The swollen branches, the wet, cold wind, the dim sun that is headed to gold, headed to gold is being warm now where the winter sun has not been warming in that way. This is, to me, heading to the stadium. On a spring day when it's still cold and I'm looking through trees and seeing it there and then not there as the mist or or the trees are blocking it and that rising anticipation going towards something that I greatly desire. Now the study in orange and silver part of it is one that leaves me really scratching my head. Perhaps she's talking about the orange of the wood, of the wooden bleachers, and the silver being the, the, the rivets or, or the hardware that's, that's holding the wooden benches down. I don't know. This poem does not evoke baseball and evoke Fenway Park specifically, but it is evocative. What it evokes for me might be different than what it evokes for you, and that's okay. In fact, that's probably pretty good. So as I read it one more time, you might try to justify the title with the rest of the poem, or you might ignore the title and see what the rest of the poem suggests to you. Here's Fenway Park, study in orange and silver. Through the spring-thickened branches I see it floating an ivory dome headed to gold by the dim sun it hangs against a white misted sky and the swollen branches open or cover it as they blow in the wet wind Words is a one-man show. It's just me, typically recorded somewhere here near my home in Utah, sometimes traveling out and about, always recorded outdoors and typically in a single take. If you'd like to read the text of today's poem, or any of the other poems, or anything else, some quotes about art or the outdoors, you'd like to read some essays that I've written, it's all available at jeffreywindsor.net.